0: Just hockey in general, more than high school hockey. Yeah. I think even some of his biggest impacts were with, you know, the youth, um, you know, making kids fall in love with the game. Um, Eddie was basically the mayor of hockey, I think around <laughs> here. Everybody knew Eddie, everybody loved Eddie, you know, from him, you know, telling stories with a four year old, five year old who was scared to get on the ice for the first time about, you know, missing teeth and, you know, swapping lost tooth stories with them to make them laugh and get comfortable to get on the ice. You know, he just had a good heart, and um, he made people want to be around the rink and fall in love with the game. And he really believed in all of his players.
1: Hello, all, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Box. Uh, it's your host, Pete Paguaga here. Uh, and I'm joining you again this week, though we've only had four games played. I'm coming to you on Wednesday morning. We have a big slate Wednesday night. Couple, I think one or two games Thursday, and then obviously a big game on Saturday, big games on Saturday. On this week's show, and you heard him at the top of the episode, we have Saint Joe's coach Chris Nelson, first year coach Chris Nelson. He joins the show to talk about, you know, the St. Joe's program. They're, you know, trying to rise back to, to state prominence, taking over for uh, Coach Eddie Lemaire, who died this offseason. Uh, Chris was an assistant coach under him for a couple of years. Before he took over, um, it's a good talk, gets a little emotional, but, um, you know, it was it was good. It was good to talk to Coach Nelson. Uh, they have a big schedule ahead of them playing in the fcac and they're not going anywhere in Division one. They're going to be a Division one program. So it was really interesting to hear from him. You know, we've 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 spoken to and talked to a lot of uh, the top level FCAC team coaches. So it was nice to talk to you. Coach Nelson, and see kind of from the other view and the way that they view those games against playing against top state competition every single game. On Monday, we had four games, um, one top ten matchup. None of the scores really that surprising, but we're running through really quick. Number three, Notre Dame West Haven beat Immaculate eight to two. John Dierrico had two goals and an assist um, to lead the Green Knights. West Haven beat Hamden 5 2. Nick Bonanno, two goals. Ben Kafora and his brother DJ Kefora, one goal, two assists for the Westies. Um, South Windsor beat number 10, Simsbury, two to one. And then in the biggest game of the week, the biggest game of opening night, correct myself, the biggest game of the week will be on Saturday. Number four, New Canaan beat number one, Fairfield Prep, two to one. Bo well, Johnson made 30 saves. Carter Ellis had two assists on the two New Canyon goals that came within 10 seconds of each other at the end of the second period to give the Rams the lead for good. I was at the New Canyon prep game. Um, I'll say this quickly, and I, I think both both coaches kind of alluded to it in the post game when I spoke to them. There's still a lot of rust that they're shaking off. Uh, teams are starting to still trying to figure out a lot. Um, pre-season was not as long as it normally is At this point, most of the teams have already played 10, 12, you know, 13 games um, you know, A lot of figuring out Is going on And to have your first game be two really good teams You know, one puck bounce The other way And it's a completely different game So that said I, I think a lot of people like New caning this year um, And it's a good win for them Their first win over prep Since 1998-1999 season and the Rams haven't lost in over a over a calendar year, uh, with their last loss coming actually on Monday, uh, when they lost to Darianne ten to two. And the Rams have won nine straight since behind Bo Johnson, who's allowed fifteen goals over that time. So, uh, keep your eye on New Canaan. Um, they're gonna have Notre Dame West Haven on Wednesday night, uh, the night this podcast goes out. So Check the scores on that. That's probably the game of the day on Wednesday. I'll be watching on Live Barn if it's streaming um, and tweeting out from there. But that's neither here nor there. You know, quickly, we'll just take a look. You know, obviously, that's probably the big game on Wednesday night. Um, Fairfield Prep and Ridgefield are playing. I think I mentioned in these on last week's show. Uh, Thursday, Lyman Hall, branford should be a good one in the SEC. Uh, Sheen and... Daniel Hand got moved from Tuesday to Friday. So they'll be playing Friday. And then obviously number one versus number two, Fairfield Prep and Darian are on Saturday. Now I'm going to throw it over to my interview with St. Joe's coach, Chris Nelson. I'll see you guys at the rink. Have a good week. Now we are joined by uh, first year head coach, Chris Nelson of St. Joe's. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, What a, like I said, first year. Uh, What a first year to be a head coach, huh? I mean, you you took over over the summer, um, in the middle of a pandemic. Did you even think that we would get to this point to have a season?
0: I honestly did not have uh, much faith that a season was going to happen. But I I saw firsthand the amount of uh, tireless work that went into making it happen, so want to applaud everybody who took part in that, you know, all the administrators, coaches, students, everybody, uh, you know, a lot of work went into making this happen. So great yeah, I mean, that it's happening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, you mentioned the coaches, administrators and stuff, but you know, you mentioned the athletes and the students and, you know, the players, it, it a lot of it really falls on them, right. You know, uh, staying distant, doing the right things, you know, how have you, you know, talked to your team about that, about, making sure that they're doing the right things, making sure they're staying safe when they can, you know, when they're out of school and, and not doing, you know, the stuff that could potentially, you know, pass on, you know, the, the COVID-19 uh, virus and stuff like that.
0: So I think last year the kids got a rude awakening when the state tournament was canceled. You know, we weren't very much in the running for that, but they got to see, you know, their peers um, kind of have that taken from them. So it became a reality. A, a great potential that you know. Hey, if if we don't do our part and if things go bad, hockey's going to stop. And I have a pretty big group of seniors this year who all kind of realize that, and so they're not taking it for granted. They want to play this last year of hockey. They're grateful that it's you know the possibility is there um, to play this season, no matter how you know unique it is. So you know they're really taking it to heart and uh, you know being a. Good ally for the coaching staff with the underclassmen to really, you know, reinforce to them how important it is to follow the rules, to follow social distancing and to not put themselves in uh, situations where, you know, negative things can happen. Where I, I know a lot of other schools, not a lot, let me rephrase, a few other schools have gotten caught up in some situations and, uh, you know, there are real consequences now. And our kids, uh, I'm confident my kids realize that. Absolutely,
1: and you know St. Joe's is. You know, you mentioned the state tournament. You now, maybe you guys weren't in the running in it a year ago. Uh, it's been a couple of you know down years for for the yep. program, but I think some people forget. You know, 2011, St. Joe's was in the state finals in Division One. This is not, you know, a program that is used to the last couple of years. Um, now you're taking it over. Uh, I believe you might be the fourth coach in history of the uh, program. I, fourth I think total. So, I Yep. Um, there's a lot of history there. What are you looking to bring to this, you know, cadets program? And St. Joe is a school that expects – you not, not, not expects to win because, you know, it is high school sports, but there is, you know, a certain level of success in the athletic programs, and, you know, hockey is one of those programs. You know, when you see football teams really good, baseball teams, softball teams really <laughs> good, uh, the basketball teams are competitive. You know, so kind of what is your, you know, plan or kind of goals, you know, not just heading into this year, but the future of the, of the cadets uh, hockey program.
0: So I feel that uh, Eddie and I had um, the late Eddie Lemaire, who was the head coach who hired me as the assistant coach. We started together a number of years ago. And our plan was to get very involved in youth hockey around and to really keep building up St. Joe's name to a bunch of the youth players and uh, make ourselves uh, visible in the hockey community a lot of camps, a lot of clinics, um, get around the area and really push St. Joe's, you know, to the front of people's minds, just by that visibility and to uh, really, you know, show that this program is expecting excellence and we're, we're, we're looking for, you know, kids who want to come play D1 hockey. Um, And, you know, that's, that's what I'm focused on is just building up the culture to uh, you know, remind people, uh, hey, this is a place where you can come and play hockey and compete. And you'll have every opportunity to compete against the top talent in the state in this school.
1: And, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about, like you said, facing the top talent in the state. You know, this is a program where when I started doing this uh, the last eight, seven, eight years, there were always some rumblings, oh, is St. Joe's going to go down to Division Two. Are they yeah. going to do this? But never. Never wasn't even – I was told it's not even a consideration. St. Joe's is a Division One program yep. um, that, obviously, by you nodding, you uh, you agree with, and yes. I think that's awesome. And you offer that chance to play. You're going to play New Canaan. You're going to play Darien. You're going to play – you guys got Notre Dame-Fairfield and Greenwich this year. I mean, even if the wins don't transpire right away, having that, I mean, how much do you guys – you know, learn from playing those games, because they're going to happen a lot this year.
0: You can't replace those games. You know, the, the, those are always a test, and it's always, you know, learning going on for the, the younger kids, especially when they play those teams that, you know, are year after year in the running. Um, that's really where you get your best experience. You see what's expected of a top player. Um, you know, I coach uh, Darian Youth Hockey, uh, the Tier 2 Midget Major Pro team. So I've coached a number of these Darianne kids and, you know, I see what goes into it to be, you know, on that team and be at that level. And, um, you know, that's something I try to get through to my players. Um, and I think, you know, with the change in the FCX schedule, that opportunity to play D1 games almost exclusively, the 1-D2 game we're keeping is uh, Trumbull. It's a good program. Yeah. Replace that rivalry. Yeah, game, absolutely. So that's are yeah. keep that game. But, you know, these schools that, you know, the D2 and D3 schools, now the kids in those areas, they won't be able to play those D1 games as much. So I'm hoping that that change in schedule, you know, leads to some of the uh, talented kids from those areas to want to uh, find a school where they can play the top talent in the state.
1: Yeah, I mean, just having that ability to to do, to do play those games is, like you said, it's something you cannot replace. Um, you know, you brought up uh, Coach Lemaire. Um, you know, he, he, he died this off season in the summer. Um, you coached under Eddie for a while. You, you knew Eddie. I mean, you know, obviously it was a big loss for you personally. Uh, but you know, the hockey community really rallied and, you know, I never personally, uh, ever got to, to speak with coach Lomare or interview him. I, I never went to his, uh, never I've been to St. Joe's games. I never did interviews after, But, you know, if you could just, you know, in your own words, just, you know, kind of talk about Eddie and and what he meant to the program in high school hockey in Connecticut.
0: Just hockey in general, more than high school hockey. I think even some of his biggest impacts were with, you know, the youth, um, you know, making kids fall in love with the game. Um, Eddie was basically the mayor of hockey, I think, around (laughs) here. Everybody knew Eddie. Everybody loved Eddie, you know. From him, you know, telling stories with a four year old, five year old who was scared to get on the ice for the first time about, you know, missing teeth and, you know, swapping lost tooth stories with them to make them laugh and get comfortable to get on the ice. You know, he just had a good heart and um, he made people want to be around the rink and fall in love with the game. And he really believed in all of his players. Um, And, you know, he was somebody who gave me an opportunity to coach high school hockey, he kind of took me under his wing. And, you know, I'm forever grateful for that. He was a close, close friend of mine. Um, And it was just absolutely tragic what happened this past summer. Um, But, you know, it it was beautiful to see how many people came out to support him. Um, The rinks put together a memorial uh, that first weekend when he passed away. And, I mean, it was breathtaking, the number of people that were there in support of him, the memorial that was put on outside the front of the rinks at Shelton. Um, And then his wake, you know, was a standing room only, you know, it was COVID. So there was a line socially distanced, but the line went, you know, around the block. Um, And it it was absolutely beautiful to see everybody come out and everybody make his family, you know, aware of how much he meant to them. And I mean, there were kids, high school kids that, you know, he taught how to skate that were still coming out. And, you know, that's how long he's been around and how much of an impact he's had that kids he coached 10 years ago came out with their families, you know, not just the kids, but the whole families. he really knew how to make everybody feel special and a part of a family. Um, So he'll forever be missed. And this year, you know, we're dedicating to him and we're going to fight every day in his honor. So
1: that's, you know, that's hockey right there. You know, you mentioned family and community and, you know, there are unfortunate events that happen and it's, always really nice to see the hockey community rally. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Charlie Capaldo, you know, the, uh, the former Fairfield co-op goalie, you know, unfortunately he's going to have his third battle with cancer. And and look, the kids beat it twice. I'm never betting against that kid in my entire life. Uh, But to see the, to see the hockey community, not just the FCX schools, you know, the SEC schools, the state, everyone rallies around him. It's always a really nice thing to see. And, you know, there's there's some bad in the world, and uh, but when you see moments like that, when they come together, and the hockey world comes together, it truly is a beautiful thing, and and it's <clears throat> you know really amazing. But we'll flip the script back to to hockey. I thank you for those yep. for those words about Coach. I, I know uh, it must be tough, and I, I know that a lot of people you know loved him, and and yeah, you know, I'm just you know Mike for- Fornabio, our our other hockey writer. Uh, you know, spoke wonders about Coach Lemare, and I unfortunately <laughs> never, never had the chance uh, to get to know him, which, you know, it, it's a shame. But we'll, we'll, we'll flip back to hockey. You said you guys are going to dedicate the season for him. Um, this is this is a tough opener, tough couple of <laughs> games for you guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I've spoken to multiple FCIAC players and coaches, and they're like, it's a fight every night. There are no days off, and. You know, for the people at home who haven't looked at your schedule yet, Notre Dame-Fairfield on Thursday. This podcast will drop Wednesday. So yep. Notre Dame-Fairfield on Thursday, Fairfield Co-op Saturday, Ridgefield, Greenwich, New Canaan, Trumbull, Darien, Ridgefield, New Canaan, Fairfield Co-op, Greenwich, Darien, and Breath. <laughs> I mean, yep. yep. what's what's it been like with the guys to prepare for this where it's like, you know, there are three, two, three games every week for the next month, you know? Yep. And, Full steam ahead.
0: So we've, uh, they've been doing a good job working out and conditioning. You know they've been together um, at the. We have a beautiful gym at the school where I know the kids have been working out together um, during the off season, and uh, they know they need to be in shape. You know we're not blessed with the the numbers that some of these programs are. Um, it's tough for us to run four lines. You know, um, so so they know how how uh, important it is to be in shape and have legs under them. Um, And then as far as practice has gone, we've realized we need to play a very structured game. So we've spent a lot of time working on that, you know, in order to compete against these top teams right now, we we need to play disciplined. And so that means cleaning up some mistakes we've been prone to make in our defensive zone, you know, attacking in the offensive zone and, you know, a structured way. And, uh, you you know, waiting for our chance to capitalize on errors made by the opponent. That's going to be the key this year.
1: Um, but, you know, you said not a not a, a deep roster or a long roster this year, but who were some kids that, uh, you know, we should keep our eye on this year for
0: uh, for you guys? So we, we've got some phenomenal defensemen, um, you know, two, two uh, seniors and um, Liam Gelston was one of our captains this year and Kyle Marcinko was another captain. Um, Liam is an exceptional skater with good vision on the ice. Um, I've seen him thrown around. I think he was drafted on one of the CT high school hockey teams. Um, so shout, out, shout out to Luke and and Ben. Yes. <laughs> so um, he's definitely going to be somebody to watch. Kyle is, uh, you know, just a very strong, smart player who, you know, has got a heck of a shot. So, you know, he's going to really, them two are going to have to carry the back end for us. Um, and then up front, we've got another two, set of two seniors, um, in white Chrisman and AJ Gerace who are both very talented. Um, and you know, our season, the success, a lot of it could be, you know, determined by how well they play together. Um, you know, and, uh, we're, we're really, uh, relying on them a lot to generate offense because up front we do have a lot of young kids, you know? So, you know, we're really going to rely on those seniors to really, uh, pave the way for us.
1: Yeah. So I've, I've spoken to a couple of coaches and they've, You know, mention that this is an yes, there's no state title, there's a conference title, but they look at it from a developmental standpoint for the younger kids as kind of like here's a really good year where we can get some of these kids some ice time and some big games, and that can help us in the future. You mentioned you got young guys is that kind of maybe how you view it a little bit where it's like, I could get this guy a little bit more
0: time. This is going to be the chance to, to get all the minutes in for the younger players who we're going to need in you know, years to come. And uh, we we've had some success at the JV level with some of our underclassmen uh, last year, we, we won that um, state, you know, tournament that I was put on in the JV hockey league. I think, uh, you know, the late uh, coach Rurek, you know, God rest his soul um, was you know instrumental in putting together Um, so we're happy with the young talent we have and we're confident in the future so this season's going to be a great opportunity to get those kids a ton of ice time and to really put them in situations that you know maybe if there was a state tournament you know battle going on they wouldn't see and um, so we're grateful for that.
1: Yeah well it's Your schedule looks like the state tournament. I will tell you that. Mm -hmm. So you and everyone else in the FCAC and, you know, the preps and Notre Dames of the world Mm -hmm. and the Notre Dame Fairfields are are, are scheduling. I I said this, um, you know, you look at basketball uh, around the state boys and girls basketball, you know, they're not a lot of conference crossover. If any, they're playing all within conference conference tournaments, which is great. I look at it hockey. I'm like, this is awesome. I go, we're going to get, we're going to get matchups, top flight matchups every week, every day. You know, these teams are going to be battling and it's going to be awesome because there is no, you can't take a game off. You can't take a shift okay. off. You can't take a day off. And I I think this is going to make hockey better in the long run. And I know people aren't happy. Like I get that. People are not happy. They can't go to the game. People are unhappy that, we're not going to have a state tournament. You know, there's not going to be, you know, no one's going to be playing at Yale. But I think maybe in the long run, when we look back, we're going to be like, hey, remember that 2021 season where like everyone came into 2022 and was like firing on all cylinders. So,
0: yeah,
1: you know, a lot that of be... in a
0: short amount of time and a lot of good teams playing. You know? Yeah. And it started think... last night, you know, that nail biter with New Canaan prep, you know, in the next two weeks, there's a ton of good hockey going on.
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was at I was at Darien last night for the oh, yeah? Prep New Canaan game. Bo Bo Johnson's really good, but then you got you got Preps playing Darien uh, on Saturday. It's already a one two matchup. So uh, you know I, I'm Darien Greenwich tomorrow, I think. Yep. too. Yep, and uh, New Canaan's got Notre Dame, and then the Notre Dame's play on Saturday. So as a fan and someone who, you know, gets to report on this and cover this, and like I said, a, you know, a fan of hockey, I'm looking forward to it. If I was a coach, I don't know if I would be, <laughs> but you know, as me, I get to sit back and ask the questions. So, you know, well, <laughs> no one's going to be questioning anything I do, but well, I can uh, tell you what, my
0: kids are looking forward to it. Good. You know, they, they very much are looking forward to it. And no, we, that's great. To that's hear. Some to Things to prove this season.
1: Absolutely. And I'm I'm excited to watch. But coach, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. I know, like you said, this is gonna be a sprint. So you guys are uh, gonna hit the ground running starting Thursday with Notre Dame Fairfield. Say hi to my boy Richie Minix. Him and I him and I went to college together. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I've known I've known Richie for a while. So tell,
0: All right, him, we'll uh,
1: tell him I say hi and and good luck against them.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it.